hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, part of the Informed Traveler radio show heard each Sunday on Chorus Radio. It's a travel show where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. So this week, we're going to talk about travel insurance during this COVID pandemic. Our resident travel consultant, Ken Stewart from Crowfoot Travel Solutions, will join us in a few moments to talk about travel insurance and answer a few questions and scenarios to see what's covered and what isn't. And then travel writer Jody Robbins will join us. We haven't talked to her in a while, but she's been busy traveling around Alberta, and she recently spent a few nights at the Rimrock Resort in Banff, so she'll share that experience with us. Then later on, as the summer of the road trip continues, licensed to ride founder Phoenix Phillips will be with us to talk about his latest ride through Saskatchewan. It's always fun chatting with Phoenix, so we're looking forward to that. But as I mentioned at the top, we're going to start things out getting some info on travel insurance during this COVID pandemic and answer a few questions to see what's covered and what isn't. It's constantly changing. So to help us out, we're joined now by our resident travel consultant, Ken Stewart from Crowfoot Travel Solutions. He's also certified and licensed to sell travel insurance. Hi, Ken. Hello, Randy. Hello, everybody. Uh, I wanted to chat with you a little bit about travel insurance. There's, uh, It seems like it changes daily, uh, the requirements uh, for different <laughs> countries if you're choosing to travel. Let's just talk talk with the general generalities uh, about COVID. Uh, yep. I've ta- chatted, chatted with a number of different insurance companies, and because it's now a pre existing condition, uh, any COVID-related things as far as traveling, you're not covered. Am I correct on that? Uh, 95%. The the thing being, if you had a trip planned and had bought insurance prior to it being declared a known event, uh, with most insurance companies, no, we use Manulife, they're our preferred, uh, and there's lots of great ones out there. If you had your policy in place that had a medical component prior to March, uh, then you are covered for covid any policies purchased after it became a known event, though, you are not covered for COVID. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, in general, I think for the for the most part, now we're into August. Uh, there's probably very few bookings back in March that would be covered unless they're, you know. Well, there. I mean, we've had people that, you know, you book a cruise a year and a half out or whatever, so you buy your insurance back when you start, you know, it has to be done within your first, mm. first payment. So there are a lot of people that are still traveling, you know, the rest of this year that have insurances in place and have their future travel credit. And Manulife has, has done something really nice. If you're using a future travel credit, they're allowing you to change your dates on your insurance policy so you don't have to buy a new policy, and it still covers you, with the conditions which would cover COVID because it was prior. Really? Year. Yeah. So that's good to know. Exactly. Um, and again, there's lots of great companies out there and, and you can still buy travel insurance and it's going to be the same as what it was prior to COVID. Mm-hmm. It's going to have a medical component. It's going to have, depending on the one you buy, trip cancellation, trip interruption, flight insurance, baggage, all of the goodies that go along with that. And they all still apply unless it is related to COVID. Okay, so now let's uh, let's use this example. Yeah, I'm getting on the plane. I got my temperature checked. Now they're doing it twice just to make sure. Uh, and they say, uh, sorry, you have a bit of a high temperature. You can't go. Now I'm responsible, right? Uh, if, if, if I booked, if I, if my, you know, don't have a future travel credit or all those things you're talking about. So that means my vacation is done, right? Like if I can't go, I lose out on my vacation, right? Possibly. And most of the airlines are going to allow you to keep that ticket open. 
uh, again, you you know, you might be able to talk to them or request, okay, uh, you know, can we get checked again on, you know, before I do the next flight and see if you can, they'll let you on another flight. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the airlines are trying to work with the people. <clears throat> it's not, you know, necessarily unless you get an agent who says, well, this is what the book says, so I got to do exactly what the book says. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, again, it's how you approach it as well. It's like I say, whenever you're traveling, if you, you know, talking to a local or something and you got a smile and you're trying to communicate and being polite, you're going to get helped. If you have an attitude, well, you're not going <laughs> like to have anything else, luck. right? <laughs> you're not going to have as much luck. We'll put like it like anything else. <laughs> exactly. um, so now there's a lot of countries, and and this is where it helps to check which uh, country you're you're flying into, what their protocol is. A lot of countries are asking that you have a certificate or certification saying you've tested negative for COVID in the last five Correct. days or three days or where, yep. or whatever the restrictions yep. are. And if you don't have that documentation and you may or may not be allowed into the country, or if you've tested positive while you're there and you have to isolate for 14 days, you're on the hook for that, right? Correct. And I was always uh, under the assumption that websites were pretty good, <clears throat> although we've been checking quite a few recently or whatever, and I always recommend to contact the consulate directly. Uh, we had a client this past week who wants to go to Costa Rica because they said they're opening the borders August 1st. We did the checking online and everything. They said there were, but I called the consulate. I talked to a lovely lady there. She sent me all the forms that he has to fill out. And he has forms he has to fill out. There's a, like you say, he has to have a test. It has to be within 48 hours of his travel date. Mm-hmm. He also has to buy the insurance in Costa Rica for medical to cover him in case he gets sick with mm-hmm. COVID and a bunch of other forms, which we did not know, and it does not say that on the website. It just mm. says the borders are open and Canadians can travel. He also cannot travel through the U.S. to get there. They won't accept anybody coming in from, from the U.S. So any connecting flights uh, going through the U.S., thing, something like that. Yep. Wow. So, yeah, and, and, and it changes know. constantly, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's exactly what she said, uh, Elizabeth was her name, in, at the Costa Rica consulate in, in Ottawa, and that's what she said. She says, you know, I would wait until after August 1st just to make sure that we don't, you know, change anything and lock everything down longer before you actually book anything. And I'm going to say, you know, I've sent him the forms. I haven't heard back from him yet to, to whether or not he still wants to go. Hmm. There's a lot. And uh, another one that came out this past week was uh, the Bahamas where they had opened it all up, and then they said, okay, no, we don't want any Americans coming, so mm-hmm. Canadians and everybody were welcome to come. But now they've opened it up to the Americans, but they've thrown in the 14-day quarantine when you arrive. Well, I, I guess okay. the, the bottom line is uh, it's, uh, it's ever-changing, and it's good to contact a, a travel insurance representative if you have questions and ask lots of questions uh, pertaining to the destination you're going to, right? Exactly, exactly. And if there are questions that we can't answer for you, we will get you the answer. Or we've got a uh, direct line with our, uh, again, I mentioned Manulife, who's our preferred. Uh, we can give you a phone number for them, and you just tell them you're talking to us, and you can answer. They're going to answer all the questions, give you the right answers, and you can still purchase the insurance at that time if you want. And it tags back to our office, which is the good thing, so that we, we can still work with them for a bit if there is mm-hmm. a claim or, or you have an issue down the road. You're not on your own. Ken Stewart from Crowfoot Travel Solutions. Thanks for your time. Well, travel writer Jody Robbins is a regular contributor to our podcast, and she's been busy traveling around Alberta this summer. And recently, she spent a few nights at the Rimrock Resort in Banff. You can read about it 
on her website, travelswithbaggage.com. It's called, How is the Rimrock Resort in Banff So Amazing? Well, we're going to find out as Jody joins us now. Uh, you've been traveling a lot. You've had a very busy summer. I, I follow you on uh, Twitter. And so, uh, <laughs> not that I'm you know, trying to creep you out or anything like that. But uh, yeah, but you've been traveling all over the place. Well, it always seems that way on social media, doesn't it? But uh, in truth, I have gotten out a bit in July. I was in Waterton Lakes National Park, Jasper National Park, Banff National Park, and uh, Lethbridge. So just trying to give some love, you know, all over the province. I, you know, clearly I need to go up north now. (laughs) Exactly, right? So uh, uh, one of your stops was uh, in Banff at the Rimrock Hotel, a place I've yet to stay. So uh, tell me a little bit about that. Your article is how the Rimrock Resort in Banff is so amazing. How amazing is it? Well, it's okay. A couple things about that. It is amazing. But what you said is quite interesting that you've never stayed there. And I imagine you have stayed in Banff before at other hotels. <laughs> a few times, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so many people I know have stayed. You know, it's a very, it's, it's a luxe resort property. Um, it's a, uh, it's a four-star um, CAA, um, Canadian Automobile Association property. And, um, you know, there's few of those in the province. Uh, but it's funny because a lot of people have stayed at like heritage hotels and historic hotels, but few people have stayed at the Rimrock, which surprises me because it's fabulous. Mm-hmm. So what's great about the Rimrock are the views. So you enter, I think it's on the seventh floor. Um, most of the guest rooms are in the floors below. And it's the hotel, the Rimrock, is etched into the side of Sulphur Mountain. So you are literally, you've got these amazing panoramic views of the Bow Valley Parkway. Um, it just it, pretty much every guest room gets these epic sweeping views. And definitely if I had overseas guests, I would definitely recommend that they stay there just to get that experience of opening up your windows and seeing it all laid out before you. Um, you can see on my site, you know, a lot of these pictures were taken with my iPhone through panes of glass. Yeah, the landscape just looks so incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, and it is off, uh, you have to go through the town site to actually get there. So maybe that's why, because, you know, out of sight, out of mind. But once you get that's there, true. like you say, the, the views are amazing. Yeah, it is slightly out of town. Um, that's true. It's up on Sulphur Mountain. So the advantage of that is that you're just steps away from doing the Banff Gondola. Mm-hmm. You could also hike up Sulphur Mountain if you're so inclined. Um, it's not open yet, but the Upper Banff Hot Springs is right at your disposal. And the Rome bus offers free transit for hotel guests. So there's a stop right out the hotel. So it's like having your own personal shuttle. You can just hop on the bus and, you know, drive, get straight into town if you want that. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people who go to the Rimrock do so um, because they want to get away from it all. And the one thing that also really stands out is their dining and they're the only Five Diamond Award restaurant in Alberta. And I actually think currently they're the only one west of Ontario. Wow. So that's huge that yeah. we have this in Banff, and people don't know about it, and that's the Eden Dining Room. Mm-hmm. Well, we are in the times of COVID, so tell me what it was like uh, just you know, experience some of the restrictions they have and what was open, what wasn't open, and how different it was checking in and, and those types of things. Yeah, sure. Well, I, there, you know, obviously all the hotels have to follow, you know, the government guidelines. So while the spa is open and the pool is open, and I believe the fitness center is, you know, saunas, steam rooms, hot tubs are not. Um, and that's a government regulation. 
Um, I always go to bed early. My husband stays up late. So he went down to the Luxpur Lounge, I think around 11 o'clock midnight. When he went down, it was open. But he said it felt different because there just weren't as many people around. Mm-hmm. Um, at Eden Dining Room, that's where it felt normal. And that's where I felt weird because <laughs> it's just like I forgot, you know, we're, we're so used, I think, to being so insular and to have this very fine meal that's affordably priced. Like they have a tasting menu that's $100, which if you know fine dining and if you know tasting menus, that's a real fantastic deal. And to have a, a champagne cart roll up to your table and, you know, they make their own butter and you get an amused bouche as a complimentary appetizer. So just all these little touches, yet it was approachable. Like it wasn't stuffy. The waiters weren't, you know, wearing penguin suits or anything like that. <laughs> um, and they have and they got like these great deals for graduates. You know, they've got a three-course menu, I think, for 2020 grads, 30% off. But it was just, so it felt really lovely. The tables were spaced apart. Um, it's just really a perfect experience, um, but it really made me realize how much I'd missed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, just getting back to the room itself, the, there's different rooms, obviously, and, and a lot of them, just about all of them, I'm going to assume, have great views. Yeah, I think even if you're not facing that, um, that particular area of the Bow Valley, and instead if you're facing Sulphur Mountain, you know, you're still looking out onto this like coniferous forest and just like a carpet of trees. Um, you know, you're still literally right on a mountain. You're not going to look across the street at shops. So fabulous views every which way. And the other thing that's unique about it is quite large room sizes. You know, some other hotels have quite small room sizes because mm-hmm. of when they were built. But yeah. it's, it's very, very generous rooms there, really great bathrooms. Just the experience itself uh, of the town. Uh, we keep hearing that yeah. masks are mandatory and, and those types of things. And, and it's very crowded on the weekends. Uh, though, mm-hmm. What was your experience there? So, yeah, they've closed on Banff Avenue. They've closed down the 100 to 200 block. So not the entirety of the Banff Avenue, but the main drag where all the shops, bars and restaurants are. So it's close to vehicles and there's tons of tents set up for restaurants, people, lots. You know, you can take pedestrians have taken over the street. So it actually feels better. So I think the mask is a comfort thing, like people are getting used to it, but I think mm-hmm. we all feel a bit safer when, when we see other people, you know, complying with, with our recommendations. Yeah, but just, you know, 90% of those businesses on Banff Avenue depend on tourism, and they're the ones that actually went to Banff Town Council and, and asked for the street to be, um, to be close to vehicular traffic. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it works great for our tourists, and I think that's an interesting thing that we're seeing out of covid are some positive things. And maybe, you know, we don't go back to the way it was. Hopefully, you know, we'll see if this works. It's like the Bow Valley Parkway, Highway 1A, is also close to cars and mm-hmm. cyclists are, have taken it over. You know, quite actually busy on weekends now, but during the weekdays, not so bad. And those cyclists, love it. And many, I, I think the majority are hoping it does stay closed. Of course, you know, it affects other things. It affects there's a campground there. There's yeah. a, a lodge. There's um, mm. Johnson Canyon. It affects that, certainly. But um, it's just, this is the summer to take advantage of these local experiences that are new and different. And of course, these local deals, because we may not see them next summer or the summers after. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you mentioned the uh, fine dining at the Eden dining room. Uh, what are some of the other options uh, at the Rimrock to eat? 
Oh, so they've got a Primrose Dining Room, which is quite nice for breakfast. But I really like their Larkspur Lounge because um, this lounge always has a weekly special. They, during the, uh, not during summer, but during the fall and winter months, they have this amazing pasta buffet with <laughs> all this charcuterie and it's just really fabulous. Now this summer, they've got like this, um, like a really hefty, like, I don't know, seven ounce steak sandwich on sale for this crazy good price. So I like the Larkspur Lounge, um, but definitely there's several other dining options there. Um, and again, if you want to, you can take, you can drive your own car or you can uh, take the bus into Banff Town site. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you have a uh, giveaway that you're offering too now yeah so the rimrock was you know very kindly you know picked up my request i'm always asking uh, for things these days so so the rimrock has offered uh, a one-night stay including self-parking and breakfast for two in their primrose dining room so yes to enter you can go to my site uh, travelswithbaggage.com it's the latest post and the contest closes um, at midnight on august 7th so still time yeah, so up, I think it's a week away. You can enter. And yeah, the feedback has been good. And if anything, I just hope people consider, you know, tourism is a major economic driver in Alberta. And we definitely need to support local. So mm. For sure. Uh, again, options. again, that website is travelswithbaggage.com. You can also follow uh, Jody Robbins on uh, Twitter, like I do, Jody Robbins, <laughs> at Jody Robbins. And it's Jody with a Y, by the way. Uh, always a pleasure to chat, Jody. Thank you. Thanks, Randy. Well, as our summer of the road trip continues, so does the Adventures of Licensed to Ride founder Phoenix Phillips, as he recently took a tour through Saskatchewan. You can read about the Saskatchewan mystique, as he calls it, on his website, licensedtoride.ca. Hello, Mr. Phoenix. Randy, always a pleasure to chat with you. Living vicariously through me, you are. I am, exactly. Uh, <laughs> for those who haven't heard uh, about License to Ride, just give us a review of what it's all about. Yeah, it's a motorcycle website, basically. It has everything from podcasts to blogs to videos to exciting things that happen with motorcycles. We have motorcycle news. Anything you want, licensedtoride.ca. Cool. Uh, well, one of your blogs on your website, licensedtoride.ca, is about Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan mystique. I'm from Saskatchewan. Whereabouts in Saskatchewan are you from? Uh, Saskatoon. Okay, so I did pass through Saskatoon, but may I say it was not the highlight of my trip. But let me just say, Randy, whatever, whatever preconceived notions you may have had about Saskatchewan, put aside all of the cliches of this province, because when I did, when I welcomed in all that I witnessed Without bias, mm. I discovered a world, a place of wonder that you, as a Rough Rider fan, have known for years. So three places I wanted to highlight because I went to so many, but three in particular, uh, starting with the sand dunes of Douglas Park, mm-hmm. the TV site of Corner Gas, and Grey Owl's Cabin in Prince Albert Provincial Park. Nice. Now, have, you, have you been to any of those? I have uh, driven by the site. I actually have a long story to talk about the site where Corner Gas was filmed. It takes too long for this uh, segment here. But yes, I have been there. Uh, I've been to Prince Albert uh, National Park, but not to Grey Owls. And the uh, other one I've never heard of. Okay, so let's start with the sand dunes of Douglas Park. Douglas Park is located south part of Saskatchewan, east of Swift Current, if you sort of know where I am. Mm-hmm. Then as you go east of Swift Current, you, you run into a little town called Chaplin. Now, Chaplin, 
diverts you to Highway Number 19. This takes you up to Douglas Park, where there are sand dunes. Now, this is a hiking trail. It's about a 45-minute walk in on this hike. And the, the walk itself is fantastic. It's rolling hills lined with poplars on either side. You're, you're greeted by uh, little grasshoppers along the way, which is always quite fun. Uh, don't step on them. That's not a good <laughs> idea, kids. Don't do that. But along the trail itself, it's sandy. So you get glimpses of, well, wait a minute. Am I in for something kind of unique? And you are. So it's hard packed. It's solid. It has benches along the way. So even though it's about a 45-minute walk into the sand dunes, it's manageable, and, and you'll love just the walk itself. Now, when I talk about sand dunes or whenever you hear about sand dunes, people think immediately, well, the sand dunes of the Sahara, which I'm <laughs> sure you've been to, Randy. Oh, and yeah. If you haven't, you should. <laughs> but may I say, these are nothing like the sand dunes of Sahara. But... To think that you're in Saskatchewan, the breadbasket of Canada, and you're looking at sand dunes is quite unique. Mm -hmm. When you finally get to this, the, the point where you see all of these sand dunes, it, it's basically, well, how do I describe this? Rolling hills of sand with um, grass popping out of it. It's, I know it, it, it sounds odd, but you have to explore this. And again, it's called the Sand Dunes of Douglas Park. And if you'd like, you'd even spend a couple of days there because of Douglas Park, which is a beautiful lake there, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, you have an opportunity to do more than just camp. So, number one, check out the Sand Dunes of Douglas Park. Cool. Let's, so, let's uh, move to the uh, TV site of Corner Gas. When I went to the, the TV site of Corner Gas, which is, as you know, uh, Rolo, Saskatchewan, mm -hmm. um, they've converted everything to look like Dog River, which was the the uh, pseudonym that they used for this place. Mm. Now, the site, as you already know, Randy, is no longer there. The, the gas station that Brent Butt um, was a part of is no longer there because structurally it wasn't sound. And again, you probably know more about it than I do. Um, but even just, you know, as a, as a fan of the show, it was really just cool to geek out about this thing. <laughs> it really was. And you go through the main town and you see where the, the homes are and, and you see where the police station was and May I say, over the years, it's aged itself. But for me personally, I just needed that little geek out moment, if you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. to walk downtown and go, hey, yeah, this is cool. And then I left. And then? Then I headed north. The beautiful thing about what Saskatchewan has done is, is named routes. And what I mean is, as I headed north past Saskatoon, up and towards PA, they call it Louis Riel Trail. And that drive alone, it's a double-lane highway, that drive alone will, again, blow your mind, and you say to yourself, am I in Saskatchewan? The trees are just immense. The, the forest area, the, the winding roads and mm. the hills, and, and that alone, Randy, as you are familiar with, is, is something else. But I knew that I needed to get to PA Provincial Park, Provincial, Provincial Park, where there's Gray Owl's cabin. Now, this guy, Gray Owl, he was a wildlife conser uh, conservationist and a writer. And only spent about eh, maybe five to six years in this cabin, but he built a one-room cabin, and now it's a tour site. Now, this cabin was built in 1930, the early 1930s. So as you can imagine, 
it's it's aged somewhat, but because it's a tourist site, the the parks board has actually helped improve it somewhat. But what's so great about this cabin is to get there is the adventure in itself. Now you can either go by watercraft. You know, you take a canoe, a kayak, maybe a small boat, and you go along Kinsmere Lake mm-hmm. and go right across. Depending on your skill level, it'll probably take you upwards maybe of a couple of hours, give or take. Now, that's one option to get there. The other option is walking along or hiking along the shoreline. It's a 20-kilometer hike, and that alone is beautiful because it's parallel to the water, and every step that you take is just magnificent. Again, the prairies that you may think you know in Saskatchewan, forget about it when you go to go there. Now, you can camp along the way, which, which I did, actually. Spent the night. The next morning, you go for about a 45-minute hike. You find the cabin. You take a few snappy snaps. And then your adventure is pretty much now you're doing everything in reverse. But I'm telling you, Randy, if there's one of the three places that I just mentioned, the sand dunes was definitely there. The, the, the TV side of Corner Gas was there, but the biggest highlight for me personally was Gray Owl's Cabin in PA. Mm-hmm. Just getting there alone. You know, and you and I, I know we've talked about this before. The site is something, but getting to sites is something else. And if you can appreciate that in the moment, you are going to love this trip like nobody's business. Oh, and oh, here's the good news is you don't have to bring your watercraft. They actually have a business there <laughs> where you can rent. So I rented a canoe. Nice. We, yeah, so you rent it. So in my case, I rented a canoe and paddled across, and it was it was magnificent. Now, you can just do a straight line mm-hmm. to where you need to go, or you can just follow the curvature of the shoreline. But this, by far, was easily the highlight for me. Go to Gray Owl's Cabin. You and I, next time, we're going. Well, that sounds like a great idea. Now, in our COVID-19 world, did you run into any sort of restrictions or things you couldn't do that you you were expecting to do? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, Randy, when I was planning ahead for this, I literally was planning ahead, like, do I have my mask? Did I bring my disinfecting wipes? Um, What kind of stops ahead of time and where I was going to stop? So that's the one thing that I found different in my travels this time around is that I had to prepare myself. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of, of running into um, situations, you know, the distancing was there. Everything that you're familiar with about the hand sanitizing and that kind of thing, that was all in place and, and to be expected. So that didn't really shock me much. But again, be prepared. Understand that things are going to take a little bit longer. So when they're preparing the, the canoe for you, for example, just realize, you know, they need time to wipe it down and all of those different things. Mm-hmm. But if you just if you just follow the, the protocols, the, the health protocols that we are aware of today, you shouldn't have any problems. Again, bring a mask, disinfecting wipes, and um, you really you're really going to have a great time. I mean, and especially when you go camping, too. It's just it's so quiet. It's so peaceful. It's just so serene, especially if you're a city folk. This is this is truly, especially for the youngins, this is an adventure, man. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. You can uh, read all about it on uh, Phoenix Phillips' website. It's licensetoride.ca. Saskatchewan Mystique. It's no longer sure. mysterious. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, thanks for your, uh, your stories and input. I appreciate it. Uh, always great chatting with you, Randy. Take care. Mm-hmm. 
And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website at theinformedtraveler.ca. So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know. Leave us a review. Tell a friend. And if you want to drop me a line, my email is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler. Or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.